Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. A long field goal attempt. 58-yard try for Eddie Pinero. Felt like I got a good amount of it. It went in and went through. Let's see what happens here. I've been around some kickers that have some swag. Right down the middle. How about it, Eddie Pinero? WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. What time is it? Uh, it was amazing. They all came up and tapped me on the head. And I do it for them, do it for Chicago. It was a good day for him, and we just want to continue for him to get that confidence and keep rolling. With WGN's Adam Hogue. And from The Athletic, Adam Johns. T-minus 10 seconds. Here they are. Did you throw a trident? Yeah, there were horses and a man on fire. The Adams. Yeah, baby, it's on! Hogan Johns. It's official. That is your kicker. Pinheiro. I say it right? Yeah, I think that's time you Pinheiro. Said. We were talking to Eddie today at House Hall about how to pronounce his name. You're looking at me. You want me to try it? I cannot yeah, roll it. my tongue like Eddie Pinheiro. Do it. Pinheiro. I can't do it. No. Pinheiro. 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 That's pretty but good. It, that's closer what I just did, but I still don't think it's the right way. Try it again. I like Pinheiro. Shea Pepler got close. I think that last one might have been close. And then I like what Roy Robertson Harris said. He said, "He said, dude, your name's Eddie. Yes, Eddie. <laughs> oh, because he overheard all of us yeah. talking to him. We were all talking about it. Yeah. And Roy Robertson Harris was like, dude, your name's Eddie. <laughs> Just Eddie. <laughs> but it, I, it's not, but if you're not going to do the the enye, um, it's Pinero. Pinero, not Pinero. Pinero. It, it sounded exactly Pinero. the same. Pinero. Pinero." Yeah. All right. We yeah. better get we, it. We are not Jeff Joniak, so we're okay. That's a good point. Pinero. But Ooh. Adam Amin in that open did get it right. He did. He did. Pinero. So there it, there it is. Boom. You got it. Um, but as I said to you in the locker room, though, you can also pronounce it Portillo's. <laughs> what do you want? Uh, are Joe and I splitting this check? Yeah. So what are you getting? But I feel like Joe's not going to make it. So I think you just need to buy Fine, me. we'll buy pin- Portillo's. I, I was about to say Pinero one day. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy Pinero one day. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll look at the menu. I'm definitely going to include This choc- is what we should do. No, I'm including a slice of chocolate uh, cake, right. though. Is that fair? It's fair. Okay. One of these podcasts that we do, maybe like a Tuesday morning one, I will actually be here on time. So that we have time to get lunch? Yes. And we could tweet out pictures of the bet being. Yeah, I think we're going to have to do that. Made or not made, paid off. Paid off. That'll if that happens, they'll be a lot faster than the last bet we made. It's true. I think I got my six pack of. I got Kona's in my fridge right now. See, at least I got you onto that beer. Yes, what a great beer. beer. All right, uh, that's the uh, Golden Wave, right? Golden Wave, yes, yes. They got a couple now. Yeah, that's a great beer though. All right, um, welcome in Hogan Johns, episode two forty nine, I believe. Uh, I believe. The regular season's here. It's game week. Let's go. Hope everyone's enjoying their Labor Day weekend. We are laboring through Labor Day weekend. 
and uh, happy to do it because it's it's game week and we got some things to talk about here as I'm just happy the regular season's here. And Absolutely. People are in their cars. Even today walking around the locker room, I'm like, I still need a football game, a real football game to digest and talk about. Yeah, I can't wait. But um, we know you're driving around this weekend, probably seeing family, doing stuff. So uh, happy to get you an episode here on Sunday of Labor Day weekend. And a reminder that Tuesday's episode is our first episode exclusively for our athletic subscribers. So I want to go over this again just to make sure people know because to listen to that episode, you will have to download the Athletic app and subscribe to the Athletic to get it. Now, once you're in the app, it's very easy to find it. It may even pop up for you as a suggested podcast because um, that it does pop up on there. But if it doesn't, you just go down to the bottom left of the app, and there's a podcast button right there, and then it's pr- all pretty self-explanatory. It's a great app. You'll find it, Simple. yeah. And it works well. So... Uh, again, though, athletic that's exclusive for Athletic subscribers, our bonus episode. And you're going to, for those of you that do subscribe to The Athletic, you're going to have three episodes from us all season long, every week. Uh, and, you know, for everyone else, if you just still want to stick to the um, the post-game episodes and the preview, you, you have that right to do that. No one's making you subscribe to The Athletic. But uh, if you do, you're getting a lot of extra content, too, not just the podcast. All of John's is uh, writing, and Kevin Fishbane, who you're going to hear from, and we're going to have guests on from the. I athletic. think we're going to have Matt Schneiderman this week. Yes, he that's something the backwards I'm, for the athletic. Every week, I, we're, our plan is to get a writer, athletic writer from the opposing team, on. So we're looking forward to doing that too this week. So who's coming on again? Matt Schneiderman. Okay, he covered the Raiders. How about this? Going from covering the Raiders and that clown show to covering the Packers. <laughs> So this clown show. That clown show. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> not no, me. No, the Packers are not a clown show. They're, they're not what the Raiders I don't know are. that they're necessarily going to be great this year, but they're not. But a they're not a clown show. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Read us at WGNRadio.com slash bears. Uh, I will have a new 10 Bears things up in the next couple days. As we get into game week, finally, that will include all my predictions for the season. David Kaplan tried to get it out of me on TV last week. I told him, nope. Got to read I like that. Things. I like that. How do you respond? Come on. Yeah. Take that. Come on, Sparkles. <laughs> Give me your pick. <laughs> no. That's yeah. my Mike Glennon impersonation. Oh, yeah. No. 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 Mike Glennon. Is Did he, he make the Raiders? Is he in trouble today? He made it, but they claimed to Sean Kaiser. They claimed to Sean Kaiser on waivers today. Let's do a quick little search here for good old Mike Glennon. Because either he or Nathan Peterman will be cut. I don't think it's out yet. They're just going to keep four quarterbacks. Why not? Hmm. David Carr, Nathan Peterman, Mike Glennon, Deshaun Kaiser. What do we call them? What? The clown show. Come oh, the clown man, show. Sorry. You You're zoning out looking for Mike Glennon I'm news. I'm not zoning out. I'm looking for it. Yeah, they haven't made a move yet. So I'm actually happy for Nathan Peterman. I am. Got out of that crappy situation in Buffalo. Revitalized his career a little bit. But now, according to you, he's just in the clown show. Yes, he is. Well, that, yeah. Clown show. 
<laughs> so, it's better so than not being in any show. Went from Buffalo to the clown show. Yes. <sighs> Whatever. All right. Um, you read John Z at The Athletic, theathletic.com, The Athletic app. What's the subscribe people should be subscribing at? Oh, I don't have it in front of me. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Yes, yes, yes. Wasn't that difficult of a question? <laughs> you, you got the computer with all the notes in front of you. I was a math major. I wasn't, actually, but... Thanks, John. I'm actually not even looking at the notes. You're just an natural. Now I am. Now I natural. am. All right. Say it again. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Yes. That's where you subscribe. Take you right to the podcast. You yes. do it there, you're supporting the podcast because then they know, hey, I, I subscribe because of the podcast. And we heard some from people on Twitter that told us that the other day. Yes. That this yes. helped them pull. The addition of Adam Hogue has pushed them past. They're like, ah, oh, John's joined. All right, I'm not quite there. One Adam's not enough, apparently. Right. But that, that, got, him, that got him in. You know, I think Adam's had a good season. And then we heard from a couple people that uh, said they're going to stop listening to the podcast altogether. Oh, yeah. Because we're giving them more content. It was just one dude. I know. Just one. But I, I, I enjoyed that logic. Yeah. He was upset that we're giving more content, so he's going to stop listening altogether. Yeah. Makes sense. That guy's still going to listen. I guarantee it. Yes. I guarantee you he will. All right. Um, so Eddie Pinheiro is the kicker. Real quick, before we get to Cody Whitehair's extension, Pinheiro said he practiced at Soldier Field this morning, which he said he wanted to do, but they f- fulfilled it. Today's not the nicest day outside. He said it was a little windy. Which is even better. Good prep for Thursday. I haven't looked at the get, weather forecast yet. Gets a feel for the sight lines. And I know some folks were, were making uh, sarcastic comments about the traffic, but there was no traffic today. It's a Sunday. Yeah. It might have been a little bit. There's some traffic. There's, Probably, there's some construction. Sunday morning is pretty clear usually. Yes. In the afternoon, it could be bad. Yes, yes. So uh, I, I I would imagine he's going to go go down there at night one of these days. He said that they don't have any other plans this week to go down really? there. Really? Yeah. Well, he's been there at night in the preseason. That's right. not too long ago. But Well, at least he's doing it now, not in the midseason, after a few doinks. Doinks. Thursday, looking at mostly sunny, 71. In the evening, mostly clear, 61 is the low. Uh, winds south-southeast, 5 to 10 miles an hour. So just kind of a light breeze. That's just a beautiful night for football right that there. That sounds pretty good. Now, Chicago weather tends to change within five minutes of itself. But right now it looks good. Yeah, all right. So and did the Packers stick with Mason Crosby? Yes. No. Yes. Yes, they did. Okay, so which one is it? No. Yeah. Uh, yes. You get all your buttons there. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you research. He's that on one. the team. He's on the team for next year. Uh, meanwhile, in uh, in just wrapping up, I guess all of our NFC North kicking disasters. No place is more of a di- disaster right now than Minnesota. Yes, Corey Vedvik, who uh, every Bears fan in the world seemingly wanted, and uh, the Bears apparently tried to go after, according to reports. Didn't even make the Vikings. Yes. He's now in New York. And the Jets, by the way, are just banking on him to be their kicker, despite <laughs> the fact the guy couldn't make a kick. What if the guy's just bad? Well, that's the thing. It happened with Roberto Aguayo. Just flat out bad. He could be. But this just goes to show no one knows what the hell they're doing with yeah. the kickers. I mean, this could have been the Bears. You know, people mock the Bears a lot for what they put a lot of these young kickers through. Now, some of it may have been a bit crazy, 
but some of it may be been a bit right. I'm trying to get the them tested, mentally exhausted. See if it works out for Eddie Pinero. But right now, I don't want to be the. the, the look, maybe Dan Bailey's going to have a career resurgence or whatnot. But ugh, you gave up a fifth round pick for a guy you just cut. Well, that's the thing. You just lost a fifth round pick. The Bears, and I'm one to say, you know, don't overvalue draft picks, but you might like. That's bad. That's why you put conditions on a pick. Right. Ah, that's not good. That's not good. And uh, meanwhile, the Packers did stick with Mason Crosby. So Mason Crosby, Told Eddie Pinheiro, I don't know that either team's feeling great about their kicking situation. Maybe doubt myself all of a sudden. Sam Ficken, Flicken, whatever his name is. Sam Flicken, Ficken, Sam Ficken. He is Ficken gone. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Very good. Very good. All right. That's your kicker conversation. Well, I, just to add to it, even when Matt Nagy, after their, the final preseason game, kind of left the door open for competition, I guess, for Eddie Pinheiro, I, I never thought that Eddie would not, not be on this team for this week. Why would you do that to anybody? I, I think you would do yourself a, a complete disservice by bringing another kicker for the situation with three days to practice for the Green Bay Packers. No, I three, agree. three days to practice with the Bears at Soldier Field with Pat O'Donnell, with Patrick Scales and whatnot. Yeah, I only view that as like a, uh, you know, for the last second they decide to spend money on like Matt Bryant. Matt Bryant is going to be kicking for the Falcons now after all that. Yeah. Came back. <laughs> but he, that costs $3 See, million. I, I feel people, Bears fans need to realize, yes, the this has been a bit of a, I don't want to use the word circus, because I don't think that what the Bears did for their kickers was really that. What, this competition, that's what it really was. It wasn't as crazy as some people made it out to be, but they're not the only team in the league with kicker problems. No. Like, if I had to rank them right now, what just happened up in Minnesota is the worst. Right. You gave up draft capital, and I'm not one to obsess about draft capital, for a kicker who was reportedly struggling in practice, who had never kicked in the NFL game before, who was not that good in college, who had some off-the-field problems not too long ago, and this is what you get. That's the one thing. Eddie Pinheiro was decent in college. And I asked him today, you know, okay, Thursday night's going to be a lot different than when you were kicking in front of a half-empty stadium in the preseason. And he was like, yeah, but I kicked in front of 100,000 people at Florida. Yeah. I mean, a guy did kick in the SEC Yeah, and made some yeah. big kicks. Yeah. He was asked specifically what his most pressure-packed kick was, and he brought up an exact game. Yeah, LSU, LSU. to clinch. Uh, it wasn't a game winner, but it was a fourth-quarter fourth quarter. kick that uh, helped them get into the SEC championship game. So... Immense talent, got hurt last year. Now he's on the Bears for a seventh-round conditional pick. And we should also be clear, the Bears are trying to fix this for the long term. Like, they're trying to find their long-term kicker, not just a guy that can help them or not kill them this year, not kill their Super Bowl. Well, how many times did we say this? They've already tried the veteran route. Mm-hmm. Guys who have kicked in the NFL before. It and did not... uh, Carlos Santos. Yes, that guy. Did he make the, his team? No, no, he no, got no, cut, right? No, because they the Bucks had Matt, Matt Gay, Gay. Okay. and he's been good. So, again, they tried that route. They tried the old guys. They're going to give the young guy a chance, especially if you're paying Cody Park. It just makes too much sense not right. to. And part of the reason why they don't want to spend a lot of money at Kicker is because they have guys to extend. And one of those guys, as predicted and talked about many times here, 
Not that it was a uh, bold prediction or anything. But Cody Whitehair does indeed get his big extension. Five years, $52.5 million with $27.5 million guaranteed. Uh, Bears did kind of step up the guaranteed money in here compared to some other guards around the league. And uh, kind of an easy guy to do that for because he's never yes, missed I a just, game. I was just thinking that, yes. He's so reliable, so it's a little bit easier to give that guy guaranteed money. Uh, this This... Extension doesn't really kick in until next year, so he's locked in until 2024. The entire offensive line, I believe, other than Kyle Long's under contract for next year, but there's there's an exit kind point of. there. Yes, yes, yes. But that's why you bring maybe guys like Alex Bars around to, to mold and, and develop. But the stability that they're offering, not only like roster-wise, but what this does for Trubisky is significant. The... Just the comfort level. Trubis- they, they can't be underrated. Yeah, Trubisky said today that he felt like he got paid. Yes. I wish we all felt that way. Well, I mean... Good uh, for you, Cody. Cody, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cody's best friends. Cody, is, I'm assuming, getting a nice little signing bonus here, and uh, we'll have to uh, start picking up some pet, some tabs at dinner. Trubisky hasn't gotten his money yet, so it is kind of like he got paid. Those two are really good friends. Um, And, you know, when you're... Offensive linemen get paid in front of you. It is kind of like, you know, because it's your own security that you're getting paid with, right? Did you see the reaction of some of his teammates today? Yeah, they were messing with them and stuff yes, while we were trying a, to talk a, a to Akeem Hicks. Mm-hmm. I think Trubisky came over for a second. Just Cody Whitehairs, you, you mentioned, you bring up like leadership. He never gets mentioned. Ever. Yeah. Well, he doesn't even really get mentioned for his play. Yes. Yes. But he's, well, he's a Pro Bowl alternate last year as a center. One of the best guards in the league? I think yeah. he's going to be yeah. a better at guard. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is now the fourth straight year the Bears have given out a big contract at the eve of week one, if we put it that way, right? Keem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Khalil Mack last year, different situation, but Enormous contract. They trade for him and sign him. And then Cody Whitehair. So Cody Whitehair now ranks, this is what I was looking up, okay. now ranks ninth in average salary amongst guards. Right, but I think guaranteed money is like second. Okay, okay. But you you want those averages. It's fair contracts, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's fair. and um, Like some of these guys on here were, were hit the actual free agent market. Right. right? The Andrew Norwells of the world and whatnot. But these, it's interesting what Ryan Pace has kind of established here. And, you know, put Joey Lane in the conversation too. But this kind of idea that someone's getting rewarded every year. Now, last year's a little different because they went out and got Khalil Mack. He wasn't on the team, but, you know, that still sent a pretty important message to the, hey, to what, the locker room. One note on that because you didn't bring him up, Eddie Goldman. Just because they were about to sign Khalil Mack, it did not stop them from continuing with their negotiations with Eddie Goldman. People forget that last yeah, year. Yeah. So as they're pursuing this trade with Khalil Mack, ongoing and almost done at the same time right. was Eddie Goldman. Now, it got tabled for a day because you're about to make this blockbuster deal, but the Bears still continued with that process, and a few days later, before the season began, Eddie Goldman got his extension. Yeah, so I think I misspoke there. It's getting my years confused. So it's actually the last three years that they've done this. But they've done it with four guys. Correct. But really three of their own. 
So, however you want to look at it. The point is, right before the season starts, they're rewarding guys that deserve it, that work hard, that are, you know, that the rest of the locker room can look around and be like, well, all right, that guy's getting paid because we see the work that he puts in every single day. Yeah. Eddie Goldman's the same way. He's Cody Whitehair. Yeah. Right? Underrated. They're, they're, they're like essentially glue. the same player on different sides exactly, of the ball. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. They're like glue guys. They right? don't to, to use a hockey term. They're they don't get guys. a lot of credit. Yes. They just do their job. They keep things together. Yeah. On their respective positions and the rec- uh, respective side of the ball. Both of them if either one went down it would be huge. Correct. It would really affect things offensively if Cody Whitehair went down it would really affect things defensively if Eddie Gold. It's like they're just one of those they're both players that you almost don't notice. You really don't notice. Unless something wrong is happening. Like with Cody, the only time he's been criticized his entire career was when he was having snap problems. Yeah. For a guy who really didn't play center at all until this level. <laughs> yeah. But, you know... The that, guy had to learn a different way to snap after his first way of snapping wasn't working. And I just got asked on the radio, like... Um, what did I just get asked? My, my, my brain just shut off there for a second. Well, I didn't get home till well, 3 a.m. last night. You're talking to Mark Carmen, so... I know. <laughs> my brain literally just shut off there for a moment. That was weird. I got home at 3 a.m. on a flight. I guess I'm going to blame it on that. Yeah. Uh, what was I just talking about, though? I don't know. Something with Cody Whitehair. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I don't know. Are you okay? I'm losing my mind. Uh, Siesta. Yeah. We all need one of those, John. Okay. It's still early in the week. We got a long way to go here. Um, anyway, yeah. How about this? Both of them are second-round picks. The Bears, speaking of that clown show... Have two second round picks for next year for teams that are or for yeah. listeners that are obsessed with draft capital. Now I know Adam Shaheen hasn't panned out. We'll see. It's a big year for him. But those are two very good second round picks for the Bears. All right. Since you mentioned Adam Shaheen, let's talk about this fifty three man roster a little bit. Let's go. Perhaps areas of weakness. Um the Bears end up keeping four tight ends. Right, they do not. Correct. They do not keep. Um, trying to bring up the uh, depth chart here. Okay, here we go. So obviously Trey Burton, who I don't know that this groin things out of you know. I think it's still going to be kind of a thing. Yes, even though he's sort of got over whatever he's going through in training camp. I, I wouldn't say got over. Well, apparently this is going to linger. Yeah. So if that's the the. the What's going on there with Trey Burton, um, who at the time we're recording this right now. By the, okay, let me put this. Let me let me like talk about this for a second. The time we're recording this, we do not know if he was limited or did not practice. And you will not get that today. They're not going to issue an injury report until Monday. Why? Because that's what the NFL wants. Huh? Yes. Okay. They want it Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That's interesting. Yes. So whatever the NFL wants, the Bears will give them. So we really don't have any details on... uh, We'll just say... Yeah. Well, we're still allowed to... (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. wait, We're still allowed to report attendance, though. Correct. When practice is over. Correct. So by the time this gets posted, practice will be over. So at the portion of practice open to the media today, Trey Burton was not practicing. Correct. That is what we can tell you legally. Yes, legally. No, Correct. that's how I always put it. I yes. mean, I feel like legally. I'm, I'm going to get yes. sued yes. or something. Yes. Um, so that's concerning. Yes, it a is. A few days before yes, week one. So Adam Shaheen, you mentioned him. 
Um, he is healthy. That's a good thing. So can he emerge? Otherwise, your backup kind of to both spots is Ben Broniker. I look at Bradley Sowell as Deion Sims. Okay. As that role. That's fine. That's the role. It's kind of a compliment for Bradley Sowell, though. That's not good because Deion Sims wasn't well, very well, good. Well, Deion Sims wasn't a former offensive tackle. Well, I, yeah, and what I'm talking about is the blocking role. Actually, honestly, my biggest problem with Deion Sims was that he didn't block that well. Exactly. And that's what his <laughs> okay. role was. All right, so maybe it wasn't that so, an adept compliment, but yes, yes, yes. So, but my I, point I, is Bradley Sowell's not helping you much if Trey Burton can't play Thursday. Correct. That's that's true. Which I'm guessing they're maintenance. They're doing maintenance here. I hope I'm so. He will play. But I, I hope so. Know. They better hope so. I feel like the Bears have learned. They they they've learned an important lesson against the Eagles when Trey Burton was surprisingly unavailable at the very end of the week. That he cannot be one of your like top three most important players on your offense. Yeah. Whether that means your play calls have to change, your your, your plan of attack has to change, whatever. He just cannot be that. He cannot be that. We saw what that did against the Eagles. <sighs> See, I would argue he has to be, though. I, get, I know what you're going to say because of how important that but, position but is. that game proved that he needs to be. That's fine. That's that, fine. That game proved how important he is. Yes. Well, so my point, actually, is that Adam Shaheen needs to emerge. In- well, I know what you're saying, but I think the Bears have learned from that where they need to adjust their offense accordingly so they can have another adjuster, to use Matt Nagy's terms. So maybe that's Cordero Patterson at times. Three, more, maybe a little bit more Tariq Cohen. On the field with David Montgomery exactly. at the same time. So you don't yeah. have the read on them like you had with Jordan Howard. And that's the one thing is, and, and I think we're going to probably get more into the Packers, you know, X's and O's and, and preparing for this game in, uh, on Tuesday's episode. And, and again on Wednesday at, when we're at Houndstooth. But there are going to be new wrinkles to this offense that the Packers aren't going to know about. I mean, they're going to have ideas. They're not stupid. They're thinking the same things we are here. Okay, David Montgomery can run routes, and Cordero Patterson is something we need to worry about. But exactly how, oh, what that yeah, looks yeah, like, yeah. Yes, they yes, don't know yet. Exactly. And they don't know what the plan of attack is going to be. And again, ask Matt Nagy, ask Mark Alfrich, ask Mr. Trubisky, Chase Daniel, whomever. Their play calls have expanded. There are concepts that Trubisky could not get through in their offense last year just because it was his first year in the offense. Mm-hmm. There was concepts in their offense they couldn't run just because Jordan Howard cannot run routes. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, uh, that, that, that's just the reality of the situation there offensively, and I think that's a big reason why uh, it's going to help. It, it will, specifically as we talk about Trey Burton, that'll help if he's not able to play in games every yeah. once in a while, whether it's this week or future weeks. I mean, you can roll out personnel packages that they've never seen yeah. before. But I think also more importantly, what also is going to help is that they should be able to run the football better. It's true. And if they can do that, that opens up a lot more. I like how you did what I did there. A lot more. More. Cannot run routes. <laughs> uh, all right. What other notable areas on this uh, depth chart occurred? Tight ends, one position I want to talk about. I really wasn't surprised by anything. I mean, we had already identified Jonathan Bullard as a possible Correct. Surprise that cut. That should not be stunning to anybody. Well, not if you listen to us Wasn't regularly. that your surprise cut before camp started? Well, yeah, and even surprise was probably 
not a good word to describe what that cut was. Yeah. He, he just had fallen behind. Yeah. I wondered if they would keep him um, only because I wasn't sure if they thought anyone else had emerged, but obviously Abdullah Anderson. Yeah. yeah. If they think Abdullah Anderson, yeah. He, yeah. He, he's on the 53. He looked better in camp at Bourbonnet, and he looked better in the preseason. Now, that did not equate to him getting more reps next to, like, a, I don't know, Roy Robertson-Harris, who played a lot in the preseason, especially the first couple of games. But the Bears' defensive line coach, Jay Rogers, Chuck Pagano, clearly saw something there. Roy Robertson-Harris is a guy that um, it probably falls under the category of somebody the Bears are not going to be able to keep. When you, like, we Coming off the Cody Whitehair discussion we just had. Yeah. Got to pay guys. They're already going to be tight on the cap in 2020. There's there's ways to open up space. Whether it's Kyle Long, Prince of Mukamara, Danny, Danny Trevathan's coming off the books. Most likely, he's. I mean, you just you can't keep all these guys. Right. Roy Robertson Harris to me is going to emerge this, and I think he's already viewed by many as a starting caliber defensive end. And I think he's going to emerge even more. Well, I think year. he needs to emerge a little bit more for that interest to, to really generate. Someone's going to pay him. Yes. Someone's yes. going to pay him. He's going to be like Bryce Callahan. He could be this year's Bryce yeah. Callahan. And you know what? It's another success story for the front office. If undrafted, you think about it, undrafted yeah. guy, developed into a semi-reliable starter. Not a starter, but plays a lot. Yeah. That was an outside linebacker at UTEP. Now he's playing defensive end in a 3-4 defense. Not bad. Six inside linebackers, which is really just for special teams, I think. But Joel Eway, Booneyway, Josh Woods, and Kevin Pierre-Lewis. I don't know that I thought all three of them would make it. Yeah. But they all did. So well, they all better play out every, every special team's down. Right. So only four outside linebackers is what that means. Although James Waters was kept on the practice squad. Yeah, for all those people concerned out there. Of- I think we got another lesson. Even media tend to overreact about certain guys that are cut. How is he going to pass through waivers? Right. They but always I- pass through yes, waivers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they almost, especially with the rookies. I mean, really the guys that are getting claimed are more of these veterans that end up getting you know, that still go through waves. You know, I thought Alex Bars was a bit different because he was a draftable guy, but maybe some scouts still saw some limited qualities in him because of his knee. That was the one thing I, you know, when I, I was kind of behind on the cuts yesterday because they came out in the middle of the Northwestern Stanford game, which I was live on the air for. So when I got to the bus and I finally looked at what the roster looked like, Alex Bars was the... The one guy I was surprised got cut, but honestly, that had less to do with Alex Bars being Alex Bars as much as I didn't think Cornelius Lucas was a better no, option. No, no. You know what no, I mean? And, and no. their, their depth well, right now is a problem. Well, there. they clearly see Bars as a work in progress at tackle. I think he was, he was your top reserve inside, and he's not. Ted Larson is. Then maybe he'd have a more of a solid roster spot, but look... I know Rashad Coward's probably working his way back from that elbow injury. But, yeah, I'm really concerned. The Bears should be really concerned if Charles Leno Jr. or Bobby Massey has some issues at some point in the game against the Packers. Yeah. I think that's uh, – I think that in outside corner is your, your biggest weaknesses right now. Yes. With depth. Yes. Even more to the quarterback. Because I kind of throw the quarterback in a whole different world. If your starter goes down for the year, any team out there is screwed. Yes, yes, yes. 
Really? Unless you're the Patriots that one year. You know, well, or you're the Eagles with Nick Foles. True. But that doesn't exist anymore. No. Those, those, so, uh, um, yeah, other than quarterback, tackle. But the good thing about it is those tackles are reliable. They durable. They, they yeah, they they don't get hurt. So I mean, I, look, it's a good roster. It's the best roster I've covered for the Bears by far. But yeah. you can nitpick. There's always going to be holes in team in, in the positions that are like outside linebacker. You mentioned it's thin. You know, offensive tackles a bit thin. Tight ends a bit thin. I mean, there's always going to be problems, especially when you start using the word injuries. But that's the way the NFL's yes. built. Yes. The NFL is built for teams to go eight and eight. It's it's part of the reason why it's such a good league. It's such an entertaining league. Is is in my opinion of the four major sports, it has the best structure from salary cap wise, draft rate. You mean the whole way the, just just to maintain parity in, exactly. in competition? Yes, exactly. There's one team. I mean, the NHL has some of that, but not like this. But there's really only one team in the salary cap era that has been able to sustain legitimate longevity. Competitive, and that's the Patriots. Yes. You know, there have been some other teams. Like the Steelers are always usually pretty good. Yeah. Um, I was surprised. I was doing some Ravens. homework on the Broncos already. The last two years is the first time in a really, 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 like se- like the early 70s or something, that they had back-to-back losing seasons. Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's actually quite remarkable. Yeah. Well, when you have a John Elway like in there. So there's, yeah, but that, again, exactly. That goes back to having quarterback yes. play, good yes. quarterback play. Now, they don't have good quarterback play, and then all of a sudden they have back-to-back losing seasons. So, but there's a difference between always being competitive, because even those teams are having, drifting back towards 8-8 eight and eight every once in a while. You know, Steelers didn't make the playoffs last year. That kind of stuff. There's only one team that has been like, perennial, either if they're not in the Super Bowl, they're in the AFC Championship game. That's the Patriots. Yes. Okay. Otherwise, this league is built for everyone to go 8-8. Eight and eight. And so, you're getting back to your point, it's almost impossible to have a 53-man roster without some weakness somewhere when it comes to depth. Right. Even for the good teams. And look at the Patriots. They started making moves, all sorts of moves, before the, uh, the cut day. So they were concerned by the end of it, after the preseason ends. Yeah. Oh, we we need some better backup backups because we don't have it. That's why they build up all that draft capital to move it around. So I would just say, for those like concerned about depth in certain spots, just remember it's it's like that everywhere, and it's none of the starter spots. How many? This is the first time in a long time. Like I, I'd, I'd be Bears fans should be very concerned if like Kevin Tolliver is like your full time starter. Yeah, I'd be worried about that. There was a time. On this team were Jacoby Glenn. Is that his name? That was his name, right? Oh, my God, yeah. Was your starting week one cornerback, I believe. Mm. Think about that. Marcus freaking Cooper. I think he's still in the Lions. Did he get cut? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Quentin Demps. Quentin Demps. Quentin Demps was actually like a... An okay veteran when they signed Yes, he him. was. Yes, he, he was. He was horrible with the Bears. Got hurt. Well, he got hurt. I'm just saying, perspective matters sometimes. Yeah. Do you remember the, the starting two linebackers for the first year of John Fox and Vic Fangio? Two starting linebackers. So the year before they signed Trevathan? Yes. 
Uh, I do. It was John Bostic in in a no. no. Bostic was already gone then. They cut Bostic. Okay. Shay McClellan and Christian Jones. Oh yeah. Christian Jones is a solid player. He's actually decent for the. Wolves. And what about my guy Shay? Oh, he's bad. Won a Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. Won a Super Bowl. Uh, that's fine. Won a Super Bowl. Champion. Champion. Yeah. Champion. He was Shane he McCall. was good with New England. Totally out of place here with the Bears. He was not good with New England. He was all right. <laughs> it's better than he was here with the Bears. Yeah, okay. That's a accurate way to put it. He was better than he was with the Bears. It's a pretty low bar. Uh all right. Is there anything else we need to get to here? Oh, I do. There was one other thing I had on the list. We have to discuss our college picks a little bit. There's one reason why. Only because I switched my pick. Remember how I didn't know who the Louisville coach was? And I'm like, all right, I'm taking Notre Dame. Yeah. After I did a little bit more research, that guy was the App State coach. Appalachian State's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it's an. I was also forgetting about my rule I always follow, which is home night game in the bit if it's your home night game biggest you gotta game make is, sure you write these rules no down. no this one i've talked about before home night game biggest game of the year and you're an underdog you always take the underdog okay always take the underdog so in our pick'em league i ended up locking louisville you better lock it up you better lock it up no you lock it up you lock it up lock it up lock it up so because that game has not been played, and we forgot to do locks at all in that episode last week. You're changing your pick? I am not only changing my pick. game hasn't been played yet. Who cares? I am locking up Louisville. Lock it up. Okay. All right. Okay. The other two games we picked, the only reason I'm bringing this up because we never come back to the college picks, this is why nobody should gamble. Did you see the backdoor cover? Which or, game? Which or, well, I guess it's not really a backdoor cover. It was a bad beat, though, in the Northwestern-Stanford game. You didn't even watch <laughs> no, that I game. I did not After watch After all that, you didn't even watch it. You didn't <laughs> even see the freaking highlights. You were unbelievable. Adam Jones! All right, I watched uh, maybe five minutes of it in the second quarter. Anyway, it was 10-7 to 7 with like a minute left in the game. Maybe even less. Northwestern got the ball back. They had a chance. Hunter Johnson gets sacked. Fumbles the ball. Ball rolls into the end zone. Northwestern lineman had a chance to fall on it or just kick it out of the back of the end zone for a safety, which at that point really didn't matter. What does it matter? The yeah. game was over. But he didn't fall on it. Stanford did. It flipped the spread. <laughs> the spread was six and a half. If he falls on it, it would have been a five-point game. He doesn't fall on it. Stanford recovers is a touchdown. They lose by ten. Ouch! So we both had we both had Northwestern. Yes, we both we picked Northwestern. Yes, so up. good thing it's not real money. Yes, because that would have been. But I saw like people like Barstool Big Cat. Some other people were tweeting about like unbelievable how much they hate gambling. Yeah. That's why I don't gamble. That's yeah. why I don't gamble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one was Oregon Auburn, which I was on the plane coming home, so I didn't see this. But Auburn scored a touchdown with nine seconds left to not only win the game, but cover the spread. So that was another one yesterday. Yeah. So in terms of uh, gambling fun, 
those were two pretty good games that ended up happening. Yes, it is. So I'm sure Craziness. Louisville Notre Dame will come down to a field goal at the end. Meaningless field goal or something. Something stupid will happen and Notre Dame will end up covering. Someone will kick that last minute field goal like you wanted to lose or not to win. Yes. It was a great idea. Coach has money in the game. When I listened back to that, I was even more confident in my take, and I'm more confident that you sounded like an idiot. No, no, saying that no. you should try to be winning the fourth preseason. I'm not saying you're supposed to be trying to winning. It just the whole idea of it's absurd. No, that's like something. Yeah, well, it's a little hard to to wrap your mind around. I'll admit that, but you know, absurd. We use the word Oski. Tim Beckman would kick a losing field goal. Yes, yeah. Yes, he would. Yes, yes, he would. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. It's been a, it's a good Sunday episode. Yes, uh, it was kind of a yes. weird. We don't really do these. It's just random. Our next Sunday. episode will be uh, exclusively in the in the athletic. Everybody. Yes. So this is your last chance to get a direct reminder from us. You need to go to the athletic if you're not already a subscriber. Download the app. It's the easiest way to listen to the podcast on Tuesday. Uh, that's where it'll be. Again, just get the app. First of all, subscribe. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Go into the app. It's all pretty much self-explanatory. You'll see the podcast button. It's in there. It'll be easy, I promise you. Uh, but it will not show up. Like if you're an iTunes listener, it will not show up in your iTunes on Tuesday. So just just know that. Uh, Wednesday, however, we hope you show up in person at Houndstooth Saloon for that one. And if you can't come in person, our big kickoff party episode for the season will preview a full preview of Bears uh, Packers and uh, pick the games for the weekend as well. Our NFL picks that'll all be on iTunes. Spotify, wherever you listen yeah. to your podcast. And come down and hang out. We'll be there. Say hi. $4 drafts, $6 food. And they have incredible burgers. Remember, we did the show in June at WGN Radio. The, those listeners that were able to come to that got to experience the houndstooth food. Yes, they were delicious. And it was very, very, very good. So a uh, little bit of a sneak, exclusive sneak preview. It was all good, so show up on, on Wednesday night. Uh, but, yeah, Tuesday's episode is on The Athletic. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-J-A-H-N-S. I can spell. Got it. WGNRadio.com slash Bears, The Athletic, TheAthletic.com. Please rate and review the podcast. We appreciate you doing that. Really excited about this partnership with The Athletic. We'll talk to you Tuesday as we start previewing Bears Packers. Let's do it. See ya. Oh, and Lafleur, best bring your bib, because it's going to get messy. Ah! Ah!